is companies look to help and educate more. I know most companies are, but doing it more and looking at ways to do it through video. You know, it's not just for us from a sales and marketing perspective, but like we talked about, you know, with proposals and going over contracts, there's so many different ways to leverage the power of video. Welcome to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast, where we explore the strategies and experiences that are driving mid-sized manufacturers forward. Here, you'll discover new insights from passionate manufacturing leaders who have compelling stories to share about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from B2B sales and marketing experts about how to apply actionable business development strategies inside your business. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. I'm Joe Sullivan, your host and a co-founder of the industrial marketing agency, Gorilla76. For those of you who haven't done much with video in your professional careers, that word alone, video, might make you shiver a little bit. You start thinking about a camera crew, expensive equipment, fancy lighting set up all over the room, green screens, and so on. And don't get me wrong, there is a time and place for all of this. But there are many more times and places for simply clicking the record button on your computer screen and just talking. Video humanizes you. It replicates some of the best elements of being in a room with someone when you can't physically be in a room with that person. It helps create trust and a level of comfort. And it also creates all kinds of efficiencies from marketing to daily communication. My guest today is an expert on this topic, and he has a wealth of really smart, practical, and actionable advice to share. So let me introduce him. As the founder of True Focus Media, Jeff Long helps industrial manufacturing companies be more efficient and effective in their marketing, sales, and training. Since starting the company in 2003, Jeff has worked with large international companies as well as small job shops. Whether it's creating custom websites to sell more effectively, producing 3D virtual videos, building custom e-learning systems, or using his innovative video value bombs content marketing strategy... He always looks for ways that companies can be more effective in an ever-changing environment. Jeff, welcome to the show. Joe, thanks so much for having me on. I'm really honored. Yeah, I, I'm glad, glad to have you here. We've, we know a lot of the same people in the manufacturing sector and finally got to meet you recently. And I'm, I'm really excited. I know you're a really well-rounded marketing guy, but I know you're also a very deep specialist in video. And that's what we're going to largely talk about today. So I'm, I'm excited to get into that topic. Great. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. So Jeff, you mentioned to me recently that both of your parents were teachers and how that really fueled a passion for teaching and training. And I'm curious to hear you sort of talk about how you've infused education and teaching into your approach as a marketer and in particular as a video marketer. I think teaching is an underutilized strategy. And I hate to use the word strategy because that makes it sound a little, I don't know, whatever. But because my parents are teachers... I look for opportunities to, to serve, to teach, to connect those dots. And I think that, that companies, especially marketing or sales, it's easier to do sales when you're teaching versus doing that cold, hard pitch, right? It's easier to feel like, hey, I'm giving value. I'm helping this person. And then obviously, if the sale comes, the sale comes. But I just, like I said, I think that, that, that teaching is an underutilized technique. I mean, I... Before I started the marketing agency in, in 2003, I did corporate training with Lowe's. 
So I'd fly all over the, the country, got to go to Alaska, Hawaii, and everywhere in between, Canada, et cetera, and train the entire store on their, on their systems, right? I, I loved that part of my job at that time. And then when I started the, the marketing agency, it was, again, more about who I can serve, how I can help. And this teaching component kept bubbling up, you know, as we're looking at different marketing strategies, I'm like, well, what if we just kind of teach your, your ideal customer X, Y, or Z, or, and it just kind of opened the door. So you just, you lead with your strength and that's what I've done. Yeah. You know, it's just really, it's, it's really hard to get anybody's attention and to think that you're going to talk about yourself and gain somebody's attention that way is it's just not happening these days. And you got it. You got to figure out how to, you, know, you got to understand what matters to them and then figure out how to apply your expertise in a way that's helpful, right? Right. And I know you had uh, Allison DeFord on your show recently. Great episode, by the way. She talks about the, the we-we syndrome, right? Are you always saying we? And I find that teaching puts the, the emphasis on the other person. You know, what are they trying to learn? Or you know, why are they trying to buy? Or what's the problem they're trying to solve? How can we help educate them? Because we're the experts and, and connect those dots. So yeah, education to me is, is an underutilized way to, to market, to sell, to teach, to train, all that that companies can use even more than they currently do. So Jeff, something that I think is really awesome that you have sort of branded for your own line of services, I've heard you talk about a bit, is this idea of a video value bomb. I've heard you talk about it. I want you to tell our guests about it because I think it's just a really smart approach to, to getting experts on video and creating value in, in a way that teaches and helps like you've been talking about. Can you just sort of break that down for us? Sure. And I'll kind of give a little bit of the background. And, and it all starts with thinking you know, of, of where we are in today's climate and, and what's going on and all that stuff, right? And so we all know that people are searching online, I mean, 24-7, obviously, and everybody knows that. I recently saw a stat by SEO Insights that said 70% of buyers go online to make their buying decision before they ever talk to a sales rep, right? And this is true in manufacturing too. I don't know if it's exactly 70 in manufacturing, but this is B2B. So we know that people are going online. We know that they're looking for helpful educational content. And so content marketing is key, but I always say content, or excuse me, video content is king because let's be honest, most people are too lazy to you know, read an in-depth article or whatever. They'd rather watch a short video. And I don't think it's either or. I think it's a both and with, with video and articles and other types of content. But I've just seen that you know, video, it gets more open rates for email. It gets more views on your website, you know, obviously on social and other platforms. So that's kind of the, the catalyst. It was like, okay, most companies, when they think about video, they start with, hey, we need a big um, about us video, or we need a big company profile video that's glitzy, glamorous, Hollywood, whatever. And those are great. I, I actually do think there's a time and a place to, to showcase your company is that in that excellent way. But content marketing helps you showcase your expertise, demonstrate your products, increase leads and sales, boost your SEO. And so that's where this video value bombs thing kind of came into place. So the, the pitch really is give us 30 minutes and we'll give you a month's worth of sales and marketing content. And so I can go into the three steps that this uh, strategy follows, if you'd like, or if you have other uh, thoughts on that first. I think it'd be great because I, I think uh, just giving a, a little context to it would be, would be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a three-step process. And the goal is, you know, whether my company does this or you know, you're doing a form of this in, in some capacity with the, the podcast, which is fantastic, but it's a three-step process. So number one, it's a content roadmap. 
I find that some companies, they don't have a step-by-step process. What are we talking about every single month? Who are we talking to, right? Is it an executive engineer? Are we sales? Are we marketing? What bucket are we you know, trying to fill? So we have a content roadmap we follow every single month. And we interview different subject matter experts, both internally, externally, et cetera. And then number two is content multiplication. So we chop that up into little video value bombs, right? Short video segments. And then we multiply that even more. So with that, there's articles that can be written from each video value bomb. There's quotes that we can pull out and have graphics. There's different types of multimedia that come out of this one video value bomb type interview. And then step number three is where we supercharge the whole thing, right? Is distribution. So obviously we want to put it on your website, on social, on your YouTube channel, things like that. But we have a list of 40 different places that these videos and all this content can be posted and reposted every month. So one of my my favorites that's kind of underutilized is your email subject line, or excuse me, your email signature, excuse me. I mean, think about how many people are in your company times how many emails are sent every day, right? What if you had a little blurb that said, hey, check out our latest video value bomb where we talk about X this month. And then you change it up every month or every quarter or you know something like that. So again, 40 plus different places you can post, repost, share, whatever, all these videos and articles. And then this content snowball gets bigger and bigger as it, it rolls down the hill as you're adding more content to it. So that's the video value bombs strategy. I love it. I, I love so many things about it. You know, a f- few things that that I talk about a lot that I think are brought to life through you, the way you do it. One humanization. I think there's just, I, and I'm I'm a, an advocate for really great written content. Like I've written a lot in my career. You know, my team does it for our clients. It's effective, but it's also a lot of work. And you know, and you got, and you can't just write something and publish it, right? You need to. It needs to be more. Well, it's it's scripted. It's writing, right? And and it needs to be planned. It needs to be written. It needs to be edited. It needs to be proofread. It needs to be edited again. It's a lot of work. And I'm not not saying don't write content, but it's a different thing than... you know. I mean, if you, if you imagine what you and I are doing right now, having this conversation, like trying to take all the content that we're going to talk about in 30 to 40 minutes and write a piece about it, that is a, a big time investment. But here, we're just having a conversation. And so... There's something about that that you know it's it's easy to do if you can just get past the technology hurdle of it and and just say hey it's okay to be on camera I'm, I'm I may not be super comfortable but with you know a few times practicing I'll get better and then you become human to your audience right you that seeing a face hearing a voice is just so impactful and when your competitors all they have is you know something written by the company it doesn't even have a person's name attached to it. And then you put that side by side with one of your experts or a leader of your company speaking and demonstrating their expertise. I think that's huge. So I love that side of it. And then I love the efficiency of your model where it's, you know, you, it's not like you record a, a 10 or 20 or 30 minute video and, and that's it and, you, and it's done. You break it up and you find different places to distribute it. So it's just, I mean, the way you described it is great 30 minutes of your time and you've got sales and marketing content for a month. It's, it's so true. I believe in it 100%. And you bring up a really good point of, you know, most people don't feel comfortable on camera. And I'll be honest, I don't love being on camera either, right? I've, I've made, I don't know how many videos of myself and I mean, hundreds or maybe even thousands of videos over the, the almost 20 years I've been doing this. But I find that when we go back to teaching, right? When people are teaching and helping, 
being on camera is a lot easier than, oh man, I've got to memorize this whole paragraph and nail my bullet points and, and all that. And I get it. There's a time for HR and legal to, to get involved and have a real script. You know, that's when we're doing these higher quality, higher budget videos type of thing. But like simple content marketing is all about giving value from a personal perspective. We want to see people, right? That's why you and I connected. Like we're both real good people, you know, trying to help the, the manufacturing community. So there's value in that teaching type of mindset. So anytime I get nervous before I get on camera, I'm like, okay, don't be nervous. How can I teach? How can I serve? How can I help? And then that just kind of lowers the nerves and it makes it a lot easier. Totally agree. I, I think back to, yeah, I, we haven't been doing video content as long as you, but think back about five years when I really, when I said, okay, I need to, I need to just get comfortable on camera and start doing this. And what I did is I set up like a DSLR camera on a tripod tripod in, in like a big conference room. I had a, I had a huge whiteboard installed that, you know, would be fully within the frame. I had like another whiteboard on a stand next to my camera with all my bullets like written out. And then I, I hit record and I started doing this no joke, a seven minute video. It took me 70 takes on my first one I did. And I, I got done with this and I did do a few more after that, but I'm like, this is ridiculous and it's not sustainable. And the reason is because I was so focused on perfection and I, I sounded like a robot, which is the opposite of what you want to do. And so at some point I, I'm like, okay, A, this isn't sustainable. And B, this doesn't even sound like me. Like, how about if I just, if I just, you know, put a topic up on, on, on my screen and I just start talking about it. And you wouldn't believe how much better the content got. And yeah, I probably like sneezed and said, um, a few times and, but it doesn't matter. I think that stuff's actually good in, in a way because it's, you're just a human being, right? Like nobody expects you to have this perfect scripted thing, especially when you're, you're teaching it might be different in, like you said, like a company video or something, but when you're teaching, it should be a little more free flowing. It should be, you know, just, just tapping into your brain and, and, as long as it's helpful, that's what matters the most, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I'd love to hear an example. Like, you know, is it, can you talk about whether you use a company name or not? To, uh, I, I don't really care, but an example of how you how you went about doing one of these, and and you know how a company was able to bring one of these video value bomb concepts to life. Yeah, absolutely. And there's two ways we kind of do this video value bomb strategy, right? One is in person, so we go there, we film it, all this. Obviously, that's, that has to be somewhat localized. I mean, we have a good network and we can travel and all that. But anyway, or we can do it virtually, kind of like what we're doing here. There's no right or wrong. It's just just uh, how... So anyway, Stober Drives is based out of Northern Kentucky. They're a gearbox manufacturer. Amazing people. I mean, obviously, most of the, the manufacturing companies we work with are amazing. That's one of the main reasons why I love manufacturing is like amazing people. Anyway, we've been doing a lot of videos over the years with Stober Drives and they've have a lot had a lot of success. When I pitched this this video value bomb strategy to them, they were on board. And this is before COVID. Uh, actually right before COVID hit. So January 1 rolls around we had already uh, filmed a couple months ahead of time so we had some in the can. So we start rolling these videos out January, February and then I forget exactly the the date or you know March or whatever and everything shuts down. All their salespeople can't travel. Everybody's scrambling because a lot of, you know, most companies had to work from home or figures. So everybody's hair is on fire. Everybody's freaking out. And they had this video content, this marketing content already in the can, already in process of, of distribution and, and getting out there. And so, you know, this allowed their salespeople to have material to send out before their virtual calls, which were 
somewhat new to some people at that point. And so before COVID, during COVID, and, and we've been doing this now for two years. So, you know, every month it's a new topic. It's a new person on camera and it's been fantastic. You know, it's helped them get leads, get interest, obviously boost SEO. We actually have a, a custom video player that on their website pops up a little uh, lead magnet thing. You know, So at the end of some of their videos, they say, hey, if you like the content of this video, check out our free guide below. And they have like a case study, a white paper, something of high value. And so right on the video, it pops up, put your name and email, boom. Now they know exactly who is interested in that video, in that topic, and their salespeople can reach out. Because with most videos, right, we don't really know who's watching them. I and mean, we can have uh, metrics about how many and sometimes demographic age and, and different things. But until we have a, like a form fill, we, we really don't know exactly who that is. So not that the purpose of all these videos was, was leads, of course, but to have that as a bonus has been fantastic. So like I said, we've been doing this for two years. They've loved it. It's been a way for their salespeople to have content. It's been something for their social media campaigns. It's just filled a lot of buckets that their sales and marketing and other people are trying to, to fill with, with content marketing and other materials. That's great. I love all the applications sort of across the marketing and sales funnel too. You know, you think of, you said it earlier, 70% plus of people are doing their research before they want to have a sales conversation. So this is a way to let people, you know, see your expertise, not just read about the things your company does, but see your expertise and hear it from the mouths of, of your pros it's a way for you to, once you've engaged somebody to you know, think of all the follow-up emails, the typical salesperson sends, Hey, just checking in to see, you know, if you've, if you've thought about our proposal or our conversation, well, every touch point you have with somebody after that, you could include a different video. You know, when we were talking last week, you know, you mentioned this, Hey, we got a little three minute video. We, we recorded or a 20 minute video where we went in depth on that topic. I'm, I'm uh, dropping that in down here. would love to pick up the conversation later. You, know, you drive people back to a video library on your site or YouTube or wherever it's housed. It's so many great applications. It's not just for helping you get discovered or for that early funnel stuff. Like it's, it, it can be used all throughout. Exactly. And they even have uh, like a configurator on their site that's very simple to use. Like they kind of brag uh, about how easy it is to use. But at the same time, we're creating a like a demo video of how to use it, right? Because some people, it is not intuitive. And so they want to serve their audience well, serve their customers well. So we're creating this tutorial as part of this video value bombs uh, uh, service that we're doing. So it's kind of a wide range of, of types of content. I think it's more importantly that the companies identify you know, who they're trying to go target, what content they need to create, and then who needs to be a part of that content. Totally. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'll throw a few more examples in the ring here. So like we've always done case studies and it's been a part of you know, a lot of people's business. Well, recently, and actually funny, I'm talking about it now, literally right now at this moment, I've got two, you know, a couple of people from, people from my team in Chattanooga with one of our clients filming a case study on site with them. And like, that's a higher example of a higher production video, but they're telling a success story with us. And we're going to, we're going to turn that into, you know, long form and short form stuff. We'll use it on our website. We'll use it in paid and, and organic distribution and social channels. So that's, and then on the other, the opposite end of the spectrum on our request a consultation page on our site, 
sort of similar to your configurator, you know, instruction video. We, we've just got a, it's a simple, I think it's 30, 60 seconds. It's just me saying, Hey, if you request, when you request a consultation, here's what will happen next. I mean, you're going to jump on a call with me, probably a 45 minute call. We'll talk about this, 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 and this. And that the objective there is just to, instead of only having words, just to humanize me a little bit as the person who's going to take that call, make them a little bit comfortable and set expectations for what will be a very simple call. But like, that one took probably 10 minutes to record and stick on there, right? So, and I even, for a lot of proposals that I send out, I mean, it's ideal to go over a proposal in person, of course. It's, it's good to go over a proposal on Zoom. Of course, we can share screens. But typically, what I do is I use uh, loom.com. I know you've talked about that service before. And I record, I kind of go over a high level some of the things of the proposal just to reinforce, right? It's obviously not about price. I want to I want to showcase the value that we create, maybe why we're one of the ideal service providers that they should consider. That way, if they do have to run this up the flagpole and I can't be there on the call or whatever, that way they have a little more information and they can hear it kind of directly from my mouth. So that's another strategy to use on the proposal side of things. I love that. That's great. I know here's another one. Co- contracts. Like when we get when we actually start working with a client and we've got our, you know, our ugly master service agreement that like when we start with a new client and there's some legalese in there, like I will typically record, I'll have it up on screen. I'll say, "Okay, we got this ready for you. You know, everything on pages 3 and 4 is the stuff that you're, you know, it's all the deliverables we've already talked about. They'll be familiar with that, but here are a few things to point out on pages 1 and 2." you know, this thing about the terms of the agreement, this thing about, you know, when payments are due, this thing that is a little confusing and here's what it means. But it just, it kind of just gets, you know, makes the person on the receiving end feel less overwhelmed or answers the questions that, you know, we get 75% of the time ahead of time. So they don't have to think about it or be like, oh, now I got to deal with this. And they flag in their inbox and come back to it two weeks later when they have time. So, so many applications from low production to high production stuff, right? You brought up a good point, and it's something I'm sure we both ask uh, when we work with a company. It's like, what are those questions you constantly get asked? And obviously, you can have an FAQ page. You can do some of those things, but have it in your you know video library of answering these questions. You know, each one, two to three minute video, whatever, and and post it everywhere you can, and put it in your proposals, your sales calls, all this stuff. And you're going to reduce that time. In fact, I was helping a friend uh, buy a home in Austin, Texas uh, this summer. And just because of some of the expertise I have in, in some different stuff. So anyway, I reached out to a couple of realtors. One guy reached out back to me. I said, hey, thanks for reaching out. Here's a video podcast I recently was on. Here's some content you might find helpful. Here's some common questions. And I'm like, I'm in the industry and I'm loving it. Right. And so I'm watching the video. I'm reading the stuff. And I'm like, this is awesome. And we went with him because... We could see him, get to know him, see his expertise, and he didn't have to really do a thing. You know, once I picked up the call, the, the phone to, to call him, I was sold. He barely did anything to, to hook me. He just showed his expertise and it did the trick. So Jeff, I'm a huge advocate for the craft of videography. I've got a ton of respect for people who are are like, you know, true video experts and they've put in years of, you know, trying to figure out how to do it or gone through, you know, formal training. And I think that in some ways that that's become devalued. So people who are, are truly experts in it, I ton of respect for them. I think the thing is today we've got these tools in our pocket, right? Literally like on our phone. It's just so much more accessible. You could never have done that 10 or 15 years ago. So what are the t- like Talk about what the times are when you think a manufacturing organization should invest in professional videography, like go get a true pro versus the times when 
it's fine to just go get your hands dirty. Just do it yourself. Set up a, a webcam, set up your, your iPhone, your Android or whatever, and, and film it yourself. When do you, where's, where's the line there in your, from your perspective? That's a good question. I think a couple thoughts is, you know, can they do it with, with quality? And this doesn't have to be like Hollywood quality, right? I think what we're doing is quality. But to some people, this is difficult to set up a camera, a mic, decent lighting, kind of background. Some of those things just seem overwhelming or they're too busy. It's a low, you know, they have higher quality or a higher value things they can work on. And then I think, is somebody excited about doing this internally, right? So if we're trying to figure out, should a company do it internally? Like, does somebody really want to do it? Or are they being voluntold, right? Like, hey, Jeff, you're doing this because you're whatever, you're young, you're whatever. And then do they really have a, a strategy in place or are they just kind of like throwing ideas at the wall, right? And I think, first of all, I want to preface this. I think companies should do this internally, right? I'm not saying we have to do it as the gatekeepers. Absolutely not. iPhones, webcams, DSLRs, like very accessible, learnable, everything's learnable. On the other side, I, I read a book in January of this year called Who Not How. I actually read it twice. It was so good. And it's the, the premise of like, I mean, I can learn almost anything these days through YouTube, or I can be a plumber, electrician. I don't want to, right? I, I don't want to be an accountant or anything like that. Even though I could learn that stuff, I love learning. So for me, it's like, who already does this with excellence, with a strategy, not how can I do this? So, and I get it. Big companies have more resources than a, a smaller company like mine. So those are some of the things to weigh is, you know, do we want to do this? It, it makes me think also a quote I love by Regis McKenna that says, marketing is everything and everything is marketing, right? So, you know, everything we're doing is, is marketing, not to say it has to be always perfect. I think that personal side of things is key, like we've talked about. So those are just some of the things to weigh, whether we do it internally or look for an expert uh, to consider. So for manufacturers who want to own some of this internally, who say, you know, we, yeah, we've got the resources, we have some time, we're not going to be pulling people away from things that are really their, you know, their expertise and that stuff's going to get neglected, but they, they want to own it. They have the resources to do it. Like, can, is there a toolkit you can recommend for them to get started, both in terms of you know, software and hardware? Yeah, I think uh, like we talked about loom.com, they have free and paid services that let you capture your, your webcam as well as capture your screen or one or the other. Fantastic. I use that probably on a daily basis, just with some different things, both internally with our company as well as externally. Can't recommend that and other similar services high enough. I think even a, a, a 4K webcam can go far these days, right? That's what I'm using. And I've created a lot of video content with that. Or if you're looking to step that up, I mean, a DSLR. And just kind of real quick, I don't think it's the exact like, hey, Jeff, what camera do you use? I can give you all that. It's more of like, learn what you have and use that well. You know, the, the tool isn't necessarily going to be the, the magic thing that makes it better. I think it's just using it. So to the company listening, you know, get in the game with your webcam and then grow from there. You know, maybe you're, you're going to love this and build out a studio like some of the companies, you know, we've worked with that have their own studios. That's awesome. So start simple. And then last two things, good audio, right? So whether it's a USB mic for, for these type of interviews or a lapel mic, if you're doing videos, but audio, it's almost more important than the video quality. Because if I can't hear you, it, it becomes muffled. And then lastly, lighting. So whether it doesn't have to be studio lighting, but just good lighting, make sure you don't have raccoon eyes, you know, no shadows. If you have overhead lights, which most of us do, you know, simple LED 
lights on your desk will, will suffice. So those are just some of the simple tips that I would recommend. Yeah. I think that's all really good advice. What about, you know, maybe you've kind of started hitting on this, but I wanted to ask you about any other tangible tips for just making your homemade videos better? Yeah. So I want to go with the premise of like, let's say we're doing like a video value bomb and we're doing it over Zoom here, right? So we kind of have our our content we want to talk about or kind of pretending here. So here's what I recommend when I'm coaching a company or a person that we're about to do this with. First of all, your, your background and your environment. Now, I know a lot of people still are maybe home office or displaced or just kind of, you know, whatever. I get that. But again, marketing is everything and everything is marketing. So at least be aware of what's around you, behind you, whether that's noise or, you know, I've worked with some people in their, in their home office and they need to kind of dress it up a little bit just to make it look a little more professional. Doesn't, you know, so those are some considerations with background and environment, audio, Again, a USB mic is ideal plugged into your computer versus me trying to talk. I'm about, I don't know, three, four feet away from my computer. Microphones just aren't built in microphones, just aren't good at capturing audio that way. So I plugged in audio microphone. And then with, lastly, I'll say this, whether you're doing an interview like we're doing, a video value bomb, a webinar, a Zoom call, a sales call, be aware of where your web camera is it should be eye level. I've talked with so many people who are on their laptops and it's like, they're looking down at me or I'm looking, you know, in a weird position because, you know, their laptop is on the, the table and they're tall. I'm, I'm tall. So just be aware your, your webcam should be eye level. I actually have a separate stand where my webcam is. It's not on my computer. So it could be eye level, right? Because there's just something about that eye to eye versus it being like an awkward looking down at you or something, you know, something like that. So those are some of the simple tips I'd recommend on a, whether you're doing, like I said, these Zoom type calls or a sales call webinar, those little things add up and they matter. You know, So as you're selling your products and services, you're also kind of selling yourself, your company, and that can be conveyed through improving your videos like we just talked about. Yeah, that's really good stuff. I, I love all that. I've, I've played with it so much over the last few years myself and you know, I think what I've learned is in my toolkit, I've got a little bit fancier stuff here just for podcasting purposes, but my typical calls that I'm on, you know, with clients daily, like I've got my Blue Yeti mic here that costs, I think, 120 bucks. I've got a Logitech, you know, C120, or I forget, I forget the the number, the, you know, the $120, $140 camera there. I've got a ring light on a stand behind me. Right now it's just daylight coming at me here because it's, you know, of the time of day. But like there's another thing. I see a lot of people they'll they'll be on calls and the windows behind them. And so all the lights hit in the back of their head and their face is is dark. And so think about, you know, can you have light hitting you from from the correct side? But all you can assemble for probably, I don't know. Two to three hundred dollars, everything you really need, and then from there upgrade. You know, like as as you do more and more of it, you get good at it. You can you can upgrade. I I want to I want to make a camera upgrade for myself soon because I do enough of this, and and maybe you know start using a DSLR or something where I can get you know focus on me and blur the background a little or something. But it's just like in- incremental steps once you get comfortable with it, and you don't have to break the bank, right? I actually have some stuff that uh, should be arriving either today or tomorrow that kind of improves my overall stuff. So I, it's fun to geek out, but at the same time, it's like there, there's a, a level where just diminishing point of returns, right? You know, so it's it's fun for me, but for some people, it's not. So I would just say again, you know, go with that comfort level. I think you said start simple, and then scale up as you are able to. Yeah, agree fully. 
Cool. Jeff, anything else you want to add to the conversation before we put a wrap on it? No, this has been very enjoyable. I really appreciate you having me on. You know, I think as, as companies look to help and educate more, I know most companies are, but doing it more and looking at ways to do it through video. You know, it's not just for us from a sales and marketing perspective, but like we talked about, you know, with proposals and going over contracts, there's so many different ways to leverage the power of video. So I would encourage a listener to, to look into a lot of those things that we talked about. Great advice. Jeff, tell our audience how they can get in touch with you and where they can learn more about True Focus Media. Absolutely. So truefocusmedia.com, or if they want to learn more about the Video Value Bombs service, it's videovaluebombs.com. Great. I love that you created a, a separate URL just for that. Smart move. <laughs> you must be a marketing guy. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, Jeff, really appreciate you doing this. This was a lot of fun. I learned something. And when I can learn something on these podcasts, it makes it even, you know, makes it worth it in itself. And hopefully there will be hundreds or more people that will, will feel the same way. So, well, thanks so much for having me on again. I really appreciate it. You bet. As for the rest of you, I hope to catch you on the next episode of the Manufacturing Executive. You've been listening to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to learn more about industrial marketing and sales strategy, you'll find an ever-expanding collection of articles, videos, guides, and tools specifically for B2B manufacturers at gorilla76.com learn. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.